Welcome back to This Show is All About You, a show about all the ways in which you and me become we and what that means for all of us. I am your host, J.D.K. Winnikin. You can find out more about me at my website, wordsbyjdk.com, and on my social media feeds, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, at JDK is the easiest way to find me. And uh, welcome to episode eight of this show for March 1st. 2021. Uh, it is March, which means spring is on its way. It's a very springtime day where I am in Seattle. It's beautiful, and I'm feeling energized as a result. It feels pretty good. Uh, and this month, I mentioned last week, I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about as a general theme for the month of March. I figured it out. We're going to talk about resilience uh, this month in many different facets, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But today's show title, to kick us off, to kind of explore all of this, is I need to be very careful how I enunciate this. Here's the title. Are we all just full of grit? Are we all just full of grit? And I'll explain what I mean by that. And uh, with resilience and grit, we're going to be talking about those two things. They're, They're related concepts, but there's some key differences that I'd like to explore. And the haiku that's going to guide us today and it kind of encapsulates how I feel about this, goes this way. Trees reach their great heights, not in spite of the weather, but because of it. Trees reach their great heights, not in spite of the weather, but because of it. And starting right there, right, that the resilience is, we'll talk about specific definitions, but when I think of resilience, I think of one's ability to emotionally uh, bounce back from challenges, to not just endure them, to not just power through them, but to bounce back and to grow from them. And uh, I think it's, a, it's an important part of our emotional and mental makeup. And yet sometimes I think it is not quite as understood, uh, at least the way I believe it is, uh, not quite as understood as it could be. So let me start this with a story and where all this came from. and Take us back. About six months ago, I was visiting with a, a very dear friend of mine, a person I've known since, since I was a kid. And uh, this person gave me the, maybe the, one of the greatest compliments, if not the greatest compliments that I've ever gotten. Just out of the blue, this friend said to me, I think you are the most resilient person I know. And my reaction was twofold. Wow. And what? <laughs> I, because I had not viewed myself as resilient. Uh, if you've been following the show for a little while and, and read stuff at my website, you'll know that growing up, I wasn't the most confident of kids. And I'm a perfectionist uh, historically, and I'm very hard on myself and uh, really struggled with that, that idea that I was a tough person or that I was a resilient person. So I was shocked by this. Certainly, it was a, it was a great compliment to get. And then as time went by... In the weeks after that, I began to realize I didn't really know what it meant. I thought I knew what it meant, but I wasn't sure I knew what it really meant. And so I started thinking about that. And I've been discussing it with the same friend and with, and with others uh, over time. And resilience is, it's obviously a wonderful thing to, have, to develop. And we're, it's never too late to start developing it or develop, developing it more. But it oftentimes gets confused for things. Uh, sometimes people use resilience and perseverance interchangeably. Uh, I don't think that's 
necessarily the same thing. To persevere through something is to keep pushing through, to endure it. Uh, resilience, it certainly can be a part of resilience, but resilience, I think, is that bouncing back, as I mentioned before. It's also not simply about survival. Right? Certainly, we can be physically resilient. We've all heard the stories, the great survival stories of people out in the wild who survived despite long odds. And there is certainly resilience there in that. But the resilience isn't necessarily in just in their surviving. But what about after? When they're back, when they've recovered? What about bouncing back from the trauma of that? Those resilience is truly there because in the end, resilience helps us determine in each given moment what we've learned from the traumas or the challenges or the struggles, pick your word, of the past. So it's not just about survival. It's not just about perseverance. Is it about strength? If you Are you strong if you have resilience? I think so. But also, that strength isn't necessarily the way we commonly view it, right? The, the gritting your teeth, you know, grinning and bearing it. It's not necessarily that. It can be recognizing the grief in a situation or the difficulty of something or the inability to control something. It could be acceptance. And that's a form of strength, a calm strength, a quiet strength. But that also by itself just isn't resilience. Is it courage? Well, it, it takes courage to learn and to bounce back, certainly. Uh, and not just the courage that we normally think of, that physical courage, uh, but sometimes the courage to sit with one's emotions. To be vulnerable with oneself and with other people can be courageous. Okay, so now I don't want this to spin off into all these different philosophical ideas. So it might be good to ground ourselves in some terms. Now I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. And I used to tell all my students when I was teaching writing to never do this. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to start off this discussion with a definition Tips to all you writers out there, never start an essay with the definition of a word or, if you can avoid it, a direct quote of somebody. There's your, there's your writing lesson for the day. But uh, here's a definition of resilience from the Oxford Dictionary. And I'm going to the Oxford Dictionary because my friend Robert Davis loves the Oxford Dictionary. So this one's for you, Robert. Resilience is, quote, it's a noun, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness, could also be the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. With this, I think of the, the image that comes to mind are, are palm trees. And we've all seen when, when hurricane season rolls around or we see typhoons uh, from overseas, the image you almost always see are palm trees blowing and bending, bending, bending. They can bend over 50 degrees from upright without breaking. They're, they're one of the most enduring uh, trees on the planet and they bend but they don't break they're designed that way they have elasticity and not only that but their root systems are actually strengthened by the process of them being tested that way and so as a result of the storms that blow through isn't this a great analogy the storms blow through the roots get stronger and the trees that actually are closer together that work in concert with one another in their root systems survive those storms a lot better. And so to take that analogy out, that elasticity, that resilience uh, becomes stronger the more that we do that and count on other people around us to help us with it. So that's that. Now, 
to put side by side with resilience, I'd like to talk a little bit. I want to spend some time on this this month. This buzzword concept that has become extraordinarily popular uh, in about the last four years. And that's the idea of grit, where the word comes from, the title. Grit. Um, the way grit is being talked about these days in a, a number of books uh, about the subject, um, on, there are uh, agencies that specialize in, in helping kids develop grit. Uh, there are TED Talks about it. Uh, colleges and universities are using the term uh, in their mission statements and in their purposes and on their websites and in their classes. What that actually means is a complex mixture of various things that uh, can help people reach their goals. Right? The idea is if you can develop grit, that toughness, I'll talk about the specifics in a minute, you will be better able to reach your goals and find success. And it's an interesting thing, like resilience, that definition before, that elasticity and that image of the palm trees is one thing. When I think of grit, it's interesting. I don't, that's grit as a concept. Grit as a word, I have kind of a negative connotation towards, right, loose particles or stone of stone or sand. That's also from the Oxford Dictionary. When I think of grit, I think of going to the beach as a kid and getting sand and everything, including my food. Nothing worse than like making a hot dog over the fire and then having sand in it. It's terrible. I, that's what I think of when I think of grit. Uh, or the grit of uh, sandpaper, right? The level of grit to, to smooth things down. It's another way I think about it, of uh, course. Um, it can also, of course, be courage and resolve. Oxford also um, includes strength of character right, in all of that. Uh, as a verb, it's, it's to grit your teeth, to make a grating sound. And to endure something. So my image of that is someone having to endure things like a, an unpleasant visit to the doctor or when I was a kid, me gritting my teeth when I was at the dentist because I didn't want him to open that thing up and do whatever voodoo he was going to do uh, that scared me to death. That's what I tend to think of, something unpleasant. Okay, but grit as this larger concept, as a positive, as a, uh, a philosophy, if you will, to find success generally speaking, includes these things. And this comes from uh, some of the work of Angela Duckworth and others. Uh, courage, right? conscientiousness is another one. Perseverance, she has resilience in there, and passion. Okay, that those things together. So once again, that's courage, conscientiousness, perseverance, resilience, and passion. Uh, I have to admit that, that for me, Grit is, it's become such a buzzword that uh, I wonder sometimes if it's uh, outstripping its usefulness or is becoming perhaps, or is more vague than it needs to be. I'm not sure about that. I'm not an expert on any of these things. Um, and I'm certainly going to be talking to people throughout this month, uh, teaser, who are more of experts on these things. Uh, but there's something about it that doesn't quite sit right with me, and I'm not quite sure I embrace it fully, um, mainly because I have differing ideas about re what resilience is, but also I think there's a mixing up of what I think actually drives us forward as human beings to become emotionally healthier in these things. And I don't think it's necessarily reaching certain goals as the definition of success. And so for today, I've been kind of playing around with this idea, and I'm certainly not decided on, on all of it. 
but it's a way to open up the conversation and for things for all of us to think about and talk about over the next month or so. Uh, to me, emotional and mental resilience, it's better to think about it in terms of how the American Psychological Association defines it. Um, and the APA gives it five pillars, resilience, self-awareness, mindfulness, self-care, positive relationships, and purpose. And what I like about all of those things is those things all start with our internal state of being, self-awareness, mindfulness, self-care, positive relationships, and purpose. And the idea is by strengthening each of those five pillars over time, we become more resilient. And here's where I think maybe there is a distinction. And this is something we're going to be talking about as time goes by here this month. I think resilience defined this way is a state of being. And by having that state of being, building those five pillars of that state of being, which are all five pillars that are great in other things too. They are just great in resilience. Mindfulness is great in creativity, for example. Self-awareness is great in across the board, in multiple things. But when we do all those things, when we are, when we are those things, it actually, I think, can free up the doing. And grit seems to focus a lot on what you can do. The idea is if you have a goal out there and you, that goal is what is going to define you as successful, to develop the courage, the conscientiousness, have the passion, all those things will take you to that goal, to that thing that's out there. And maybe you reach that. But what I wonder is, is it possible that in the pursuit of grit as a place to go, a doing, can we run over all of those elements of positive self, health, and growth that just being, like in resilience, can give us? My experience has been, and the experience I've seen with lots of other people around me, is that by focusing on the being and cultivating the being of those five pillars in resilience, the doing seems to follow um, almost naturally in the long run. And when we're coming from a place of emotional health and growth, I think our definitions or ideas of what success means will change. And perhaps some of our goals will change. And I think there's, there's a danger on some level with grit that it's so focused on doing rather than on being. And I'll talk a little bit about that more when we come back after a short break. So uh, we'll be back in just a minute here on This Show Is All About You. See you in a sec. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. This is Rob Bates, and I want you to tune in to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Howard. The show that brings joy from pain, sunshine where it rains. Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Howard. And that's coming from me, Mr. It Takes Two, Rob 
Bass. Tune in. Do what Rob Bass says. Take a listen to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey Heller. That's me. Tuesdays from 3 to 4 on KKNW. To find out more information, check out my website, stacyconnects.com, or text D-A-M-T-T to 55678. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, welcome back to This Show is All About You. I'm your host, J.D.K. Winnikin, and we're talking about resilience this month. And as a way of kind of kicking off this larger discussion, I'm playing around with these the words and the concepts of resilience versus grit, even though they are related. And uh, and I was highlighting before the break some of a, what I think is a key difference, that things like resilience are more a state of being that we can cultivate uh, and grit, as we've been talking about, it tends to focus on specific outcomes and specific goals. And I don't want to suggest that having goals, specific goals, is a bad thing or that pursuing them with passion is a bad thing or that some that somehow um, everything always works well. Uh, they don't. And perseverance and resilience bouncing back from setbacks, I think, uh, are an important part of reaching goals. What I'm suggesting, I think, is that if we try to do more than we try to be, we're putting the cart before the horse and not just in resilience, but maybe in just in life in general. And so I wonder if perhaps with the concept of grit, all these five different things we have to do in order to have grit, if we're not overcomplicating things a little bit <laughs> in all of this, and that maybe resilience in a lot of ways uh, is in a simpler concept to work with and to experience that being that can then lead uh, to better doing and better accomplishments. And it's always best, I think, to talk about really specific examples in all of this. And obviously, all of us right now are being directly challenged with resilience. We're in Mar- March is also about the one year that most people identify, the one-year mark of the beginning of the shutdowns that have marked this pandemic for the last year. We have all had to display elasticity in some unprecedented ways and not just elasticity from the disruption of our daily routines, whether you know it's not going to work or not seeing friends and family, but also the losses of loved ones, dealing with illness, dealing with the trauma of that, dealing with the, the upheaval that has gone along with this in society around a number of different things. We have been asked to really snap back, if you will, from a lot of things. So our collective and individual re- resilience has been tested. And in conversations I'm sure that you have had, and I know that I have had, had conversations with friends, family all over the country, all over the world, talking about what are the, some of the good things that have come out of this, some of the positives, you know, recognizing the importance of connection, perhaps, recognizing that we can live with less material stuff, perhaps, uh, is another one. Uh, that's part of resilience because that is growth, right? Resilience isn't just about snapping back and then everything's fine. It's, that's more denial by itself. It's recognizing that something tough has happened and then getting up and learning and growing and adding to our toolkits on how we deal with things subsequently over time. So resilience is about growth. It's not just about toughness for toughness sake. It's not about courage for courage's sake. It's about doing something with it. 
And, you know, if you want proof of that, we also know plenty of tough people. Think about it. I'm sure you know somebody in your life, tough people who've accomplished a lot of things, who are successful in their job and achieving their dreams, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are happy, that they're healthy, or that they're growing. If that was a benchmark of all that, no matter all the grit that a person might have to reach their goal, why is it that we see so many successful people self-destruct all around us? We certainly see it with celebrities a lot, but we also know plenty of people who can self-destruct despite all their accomplishments. Once upon a time, I was one of those people. I'd accomplished a lot of things uh, in my life, and I had a period of self-destruction. And so that didn't necessarily mean that, even though I had achieved a lot of the goals that I had had once upon a time. Even today, I've, uh, I've written an alternate history fiction novel called Crello's Inferno. You can read about it at my website. And I'm in the process of trying to get it published. And I was saying uh, to someone just yesterday, in some ways I feel like writing the book was actually easier than trying to get it published. It's a really hard process. Um, it's hard just logistically, but it's also hard emotionally, right? It's a labor of love to write a book like this and to, to, to find the time and the courage and the, the structure to get it written and get it out there and get it edited and all those things is a big act of vulnerability. And it's a, it's a big act of growth as it has been for me. And then you put it out there and the case for the majority of, of writers is there's crickets at first, <laughs> And then the rejection letters come in from agents, which, and sometimes they don't even contact you at all. And it can be a real slippery slope from, wow, this is a really important thing I'm putting out there into the world. The message can become really quickly, maybe the world doesn't want it. That's the fear. And then it can be another slippery slope down to, well, I just wasted my time or I don't, this isn't going to do me any good, blah, blah, blah. And it's not true, right? We get to decide how we frame that. But it requires, with every rejection, that elasticity to put those things out there again. And so I face that myself. And yes, I want to get the book published. That's the goal. But it's that resilience and my own sense of self, am I okay with that not happening right now, or maybe ever, that's going to determine the emotional toll that that takes on me. And if I'm able to be in a healthy emotional place with it, there's a better chance I'm going to stick with it longer that's going to give me a better chance to get it published. Another example, yesterday, uh, one of my best friends, uh, I met up with him, and we went walking uh, along this lake by my house. There's a beautiful boardwalk out there. We were walking, and we had not seen each other in person in quite some time. And so we were reconnecting. And my friend Jason has accomplished a lot in his life. He's got a, a beautiful family, a beautiful home. He's got a fantastic job that is doing really well um, in the pandemic. And he has a, you know, has a lot of flexibility with what he can do uh, in his life. And what was so interesting is that's not what we talked about. What we were talking about was, was the difficulty that the pandemic and everything that has, that has put out there has been for us. And for him, he was in his house for a really, really long time, not really connecting with a lot of people. And we were talking about it, and he was sort of realizing the toll that it had taken. And we were sitting out walk, walking along this beautiful beach, and he's a man of means. And he said to me something so profound. He said, you know what I realized the other day? Like, when I go somewhere beautiful, 
like a beach or a forest, I'm always sort of thinking, what part of this can I buy and build something on? He said, and that's how I go and look at it. But I don't ever go and just enjoy it for free. Or I don't just ever go and necessarily enjoy it for what it is by itself. And I really want to do that. And it was such the opposite of me. I'm not a man of means in the same way. So I've been going out a lot into nature to simply enjoy that. And so we were two men who are very close but with very different um, experiences around, uh, around money in particular, still having to show elasticity and resilience around things. For him, it was around connectivity. For me, it was about making sure I can continue to make ends meet in the midst of this pandemic. And we have our same goals and all those things, but we weren't talking about that. We were talking about resilience and being. And that was far more important to our connection in that moment, far more important to our growth individually and as friends than whatever goal it was we were trying to grit our way towards to. You know, and another friend of mine is going through a, a painful breakup of a relationship. And it's been a real challenge uh, for him uh, emotionally. And yet his resilience is showing through. He is not only acknowledging the challenge of that emotionally to me and to others, but he's pushing forward. He's saying, what could I be doing differently? What perhaps was I not doing when I was in this relationship that I'd like to do? And he's making life plans. He's thinking about things, uh, things he can build, new activities he can do, pursuing perhaps a new job. These are all things that he's doing. That's, elast that's the elasticity of resilience in that it's not just withstanding it, it's doing something with it from a state of being. And that fundamental state of being, I think, for us in resilience is, in the end, from my point of view, we are okay. <laughs> and I'm okay in this given moment. I'm breathing, I'm living, healthy, I have the things that I need, and I can operate from that right now and bounce back and grow towards what's next. So as we go forward here this month, talking about resilience, I'm going to be bringing in uh, some guests this month who uh, can talk about this as a concept, who've also, I believe, lived experiences that really show what resilience is really about and what it can be about. And we'll play around with this idea a bit more. If you have thoughts that you would like to share, please reach out to me through my website, wordsbyjdk.com, or um, on my social media feeds or at the KKNW 1150 AM website. You can reach me. I'd be more than happy to, uh, to converse with you and talk about those things on the air. So... Uh, until next time, until our next episode of this show is about you, I am your host, JDK Winnikin. And uh, until then, chins up, everyone. <laughs>